Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, co-creator, Cami. Hey there. Hey, Bryant. How are you? Very good, thanks. Um, you know, good. as the show goes, we talk about myths and legends. We just hit up old Harold Hardrada, which is, was a very fun episode, talking about that old Viking, the last Viking of our age, essentially. And we're spinning it with something completely different. We're talking about uh, the the. Um, she's mainly known in Hindu, but uh, Hinduism. Um, but Lakshmi, she's also a, a Buddhist and Jainist god, or Jane. Jane, I think it's just Jane. Janist. I yeah, I think you just say Jane. Really? Yeah. I thought, I've always heard Jan, but I I don't know. Like I, I'm not Janice. So Any Janes out there to help us out? Anyone named Jane that would. <laughs> prefer us to say Jan all right well anyway so on the show we're gonna give a original story about Lakshmi um talking about her and then I'm gonna kind of give some of the background info some of the sources the history if you will because we talk about myths and history here so Cammie will start us off with her story and then I will take it away after that so Cammie please regale us with a tale absolutely so I used um templepurohit.com When we left our story so many seasons ago, the gods were churning the universe. Everything in the world sprang forth from the churning. The moon in all her beauty, the cow of plenty, the goddess of wine, Vishu's many objects he is known to possess. And as all of that was coming forth, suddenly, a magnificent woman popped out from the stirred ocean, and every deva and ashra paused to comprehend the beauty that was before them. The devas scrambled about themselves to find a place for her to sit, while the young Apsara's maidens tried to entertain her with their dancing, and every god and immortal being wished she chose them as her consort. No one seemed to catch her eye until Vishnu appeared in human form, and she immediately wanted only him, and the immortals began to come together and hold their wedding. Lakshmi hung a garland of newly born flora around Vishnu's neck, and the two held each other tenderly. And when the wedding was planned and the celebration started, the two were celebrated by every god. And as part of their ceremony, Vishnu placed upon his chest the symbol of Lakshmi, so that she may be with him always. And she was able to, from that place in his heart, aid him in his many incarnations to battle evil and serve good. And she stayed by him as he dreamed the universe into being. That's awesome. So she's born, goes up, and is like, hey babe, I got these flowers for you. And he's like, what are flowers? And she's like, shh. And then just all this stuff <laughs> happening at once. Now, uh, great story. You know, I was going to talk a little bit about the origin because it is a, it's a pretty simple sort of thing. Although every source I see always calls it the milky ocean. And churning is the word. Churning and milky right. ocean. doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> I feel kind of <laughs> ill after I read that. I mean, it sounds like you're going to get butter in the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... It is. Uh, it, it's it's wild, and you know, talking about Lakshmi here, um, we've, I, we we we've delved into a little bit of this um, East or West Asian mythology. I want to say a little bit, um, not too much, and so it, it's tough. Saying talking about Lakshmi is kind of like saying we're talking about Jesus today in twenty minutes. Uh, although I'm sure right. many people do, but well, we yeah, when we did it the first time, I actually talked about the churning. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And so it kind of ended there, like what was coming out of it. There was a, they, they fought for the elixir. Oh, oh, uh, the, yeah, yeah. That was our elixir of life episode. Amrita, the elixir of Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. So, um, 
and it's really cool. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of start off like, yeah, so, um, so Lakshmi, very relevant goddess um, in uh primarily we kind of see if you see a picture of her it'll typically be like a hindu depiction of her but um she's essentially associated with wealth fortune prosperity and good luck so just everything good happened in the world and that's probably why a lot of people give her a lot of attention she is one of the most widely uh worshipped deities in hinduism as well as one of the most popular um i imagine there's like a time magazine india poll um (laughs) Lakshmi, she's uh, depicted very beautiful, long black hair, almost always has four arms, pure gold, and is usually um, seated or standing with a lotus flower. You'll also see elephants with her. This is a sign of abundance, um, apparently. you got elephants, you got to have a lot to take care of them. So, uh, She is the consort of Vishnu, the preserver god, and the Hindu Trimurti. The Trimurti is the concept of a triad of gods that represent the three primary functions of the universe, creation, preservation, and destruction. Um, she's also the mother of Kama, the god of love, and Kubera, the god of wealth. So That's interesting um, yeah. because Venus is the god, the, I mean, the goddess of beauty. Yeah. Um, and her son, Eros, is the god of love basically yeah Cupid. you're pretty you're you're gonna have kids you're gonna be rich and that's it <laughs> that's life since the ancient times um so yeah she is worshipped uh also not just by buddhists but um she's also important in uh by jains which is, is the word that wikipedia and britannica use so i guess that would be right and um she's also relevant in buddhism so you know remember these religions and philosophies all kind of came from the same area in asia um in india very old, some of them, and so it would make sense. And uh, she, uh, you know, it's she's a powerful and benevolent goddess, worshipped by millions of people around the world. Um, she, uh, the the sources that we mainly get from her um, are important: um, the Vedas, the Puranas, and the Upanishads. So it's it's tough to to cover these all in one, um, but uh, these are these three. Uh, texts are like a collection of uh, anecdotes, poems, epics. Um, some of them are uh, believed to have been composed between fifty. Uh, so the, I'll talk about the Vedas first. Between composed, thought to have been composed between fifteen hundred and twelve hundred BCE. So older than Homer, um, just to put it into perspective. Older than the Greek, right? Uh, you know, poet Homer, and. Um, it, a lot of my sources wanted to know these are not inherently religious. Um, they're, they're they're hymns, they're poems. They're just a collection of these word of mouth tales, and it's it's really cool to think about that. You know, I I remember we can talk about Norse mythology a lot. Norse mythology is extremely old, but no one wrote that crap down, and it's so frustrating until way later after Christianization. And you're like, no. So it's really cool to see that um, this were done. These were done. Uh, Oh, I think I have the language written down somewhere. Uh, it's like Vedic Sanskrit, I believe is what it is. Yeah, Vedic Sanskrit, an ancient language. I think like older than Latin. I mean, you know, very, very old Proto-Indo-European language. Um, and uh, talking about this reminded me, I took a, a Religion 101 class at Midlands Tech when I was younger. I had a great old gentleman as my teacher. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. But um, he, he was very good, very open guy. It was a very easy course you could imagine. And he, he always, his like opening when we talked about Hinduism was that... Um, He's like, if you're a Catholic, if you're a Christian, if you're Jewish, or if you're Catholic and you go to church, or even if you just think and pray and all that, he said, then the Hindus would say you're being a good Hindu. So it's, it's he said it's, it was a very inclusive religion, and uh, in many parts, and it it why it varies wildly as well um, from 
country to country, just like how Buddhism is very wild uh, in different in China, India, Japan. You know, these these have had hundreds of years of spreading, changing, very very you know, just like how Christianity can be different, but even older, even older, even older. So just keep that in mind. Um, the other texts that mention her um, are the Puranas, which was between the second and ninth centuries, um, and the Upanishads. Um, the Puranas and the Upanishads are not considered to be authorit- as authoritative as the Vedas, but still important in the Hindu tradition. Um, they are used to teach the philosophy and ethics of Hindu, and uh, they provide insights and beliefs into the practices of it. So these these are um, all of these, like I said, they're collections of texts, um, very authoritative, not inherently religious, very fun, very easy to kind of digest and take through. So, um, uh, you know, they've, uh, and one of my notes here, it's important to note, they've been passed down, um, sometimes, you know, just through word of mouth, through generations, undergone different inter- interpretations and adaptations. So, uh, Lakshmi, it, it can change. It can really, really change depending on where you go. But I really love to see how old and um, how focused it is. So, um, more on Lakshmi, though, uh, Diwali is probably one of the most um, famous uh, times that she's honored. This is a festival of lights. Um, that's celebrated and she's kind of takes front and center. Um, the, the lights are expelling the darkness, you know, the old tale of light conquering darkness. This is what Diwali's all about. And it's, it's also a big part of that. Um, uh, just the, the themes. Um, so, uh, she is, uh, we, we, you know, again, uh, goddess of prosperity, um, consort of Vishnu, um, She's almost always depicted in the same way. It's really cool. If you go on um, the Wikipedia page, scroll down to the bottom, there is, you can see a, uh, a Jain's depiction from a temple and a Buddhist um, figurine uh, in Japan. And it's really cool. You can kind of see the distinct differences, but also the similarities. Um, like the, she doesn't have four arms in those depictions, but you can see the elephants, you can see the long um, dark hair and, and just, you know, the, the fortune, the wealth, but also just like the, the prettiness, the happiness that comes off of her. So it's, it's fun to see that. Yes, there are some major differences in how it's like interpreted, but it's, it's really fun to see that some things really stayed the same. So very fun to look into, uh, her, uh, I'm sure many people have Lotus tattoos with her on it. Um, and, uh, I can see why though. Um, that's about it for what I've got, though. She uh, definitely worth looking at a few pictures of her. I'll try and get a couple in. Um, but again, uh, very ancient source through the Hindu texts and extremely important even nowadays. So if anyone can chime in on their current modern sort of recognitions of Lakshmi, I would appreciate that. By the way, we should have opened up with a joke. Lakshmi facing uh, NPR first thing came oh, out of yeah no that honestly not even gonna get we it. were yeah. <laughs> when we were figuring it out we were like oh like yeah lecture from npr there yeah. we go just we had to throw that out there no more no jokes just stating it just seeing that we thought it too i'm sure some people will have that uh, idea as well but yeah so um cammy thank you for your story uh, origin myths are always fun for goddesses and gods a uh, ton of stuff that we can do here uh with hinduism it's it's almost um overwhelming so i kind of wanted to make it a little more bite size. Maybe we can open up a little bit more without having to talk about some of the primary texts. But um, if there's anything in particular you'd like us to talk about uh, that you're, that's worth looking into story wise and history wise within Hinduism, please let us know. Uh, I, I, God, yeah, every time we talk about it, it's always been like a trip. So Cammy, anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up? Just that a lot of the stuff that um, 
that we did talk about in this episode, you can see in video games. And I, I I'm very oh, surprised course. you didn't bring it up. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. there, we were talking about like the Astros and their, or how do you say Astra it? or Astra? Yeah. Yeah. Astra's wrath is like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, PS3, Xbox 360 game maybe. Yeah. That, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. And I mean, um, and there's a lot of Hindu elements in the persona games. They use yeah. a lot of that. I don't know if Lakshmi's directly in that. I don't know how I, ballsy I they feel. I feel like maybe, though, um, it was one of the... I mean, it's obviously not like one of the tarot cards, but it might have been one of the personas. Yeah, that, that you can have. And you, I, I love when when that happens, like, and you find, like, you know, because you, you, you'd see, like, um, Thor or something, and you'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, yes, of course, someone out there is worshipping Thor, but um, definitely not as popular, right? And But Lakshmi... Millions of people have are, yeah. are are like very important. Understandably, the tradition is there, undeniably. Right. And it, so, seeing her in a video game, I, it doesn't diminish her or anything. But but it's interesting to see. But you, you might assume if Thor and Lakshmi are in a video game, like oh well, you know they're they're both maybe not that important. But knowing Lakshmi is, you're just wondering why isn't Jesus in Persona? Why can't you like call <laughs> call you know like Saint Peter? Could you imagine? Right. Yeah. Why not? Did you say Saint Peter? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Who else are you? What Christian mythos like are you gonna call? I don't. I don't know. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I would. No, there is like a Trinity thing. Yeah, in there, which, but I don't remember what it does or whatever. Well, and as um, uh, Hinduism teaches us, the Trimurti is definitely an, an old concept, and I mean, we've learned about three-parted uh, Hermes in the past, so they're you know people like threes. Threes sell. <laughs> Uh, that's why we need a third person. Where are you, Peter? Oh, yeah. Where's Peter? Anyway. <laughs> very fun talking about this subject. Uh, really fun to look into. Um, if you have any personal stories that you can share, please do. And if you have a direct follow-up that we should consider, then please let us know. We definitely will look into something else. I mean, there's tons here. Um, it's it's great to see. So, uh, Cammy, thanks again for your tales. Uh, Thank you, Bryant, for your history. The... Uh, wonderful mind's eye images of churning milky oceans and beautiful ladies coming out of them. And I'm just like, Oh, you look great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but, uh, please let us know. Wait a second. I just made another connection. Yeah. Wasn't, um, Venus came from the ocean as well. Should have gotten that trademarked. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? It could (laughs) have, it could have, Someone could have written something down. It could have floated over, and Phenocean picks it up, and he's like, whoa. And then, I don't know, Crete, it's right there. But it's it's crazy it to think of right how there. old it all is, though. You know, um, I don't know how interconnected. I, I feel like Alexander the Great was obviously when things really started to pick up yeah, between the Greek and um, Indian world. You know, we talked about in our Hercules episode that you can find Hercules' uh, image on like Hindu temples because of alexander's time it might not have happened directly during his time but like because of him moving through and settling and, and conquering that area the greek imagery that's in um west asia is really cool to just that that happened so yeah who knows who knows all right everyone well mystery all one word with an ie at the end this is uh bright and cammy we appreciate you spending time with us please let us know if you have any uh, myths or historical events that you'd like to talk about. We just talked about Harold Hardrada, The Last Viking. That was a very fun episode, and this has been just as great. Uh, mystery at gmail.com is a great way to get in touch with us. We also have our Facebook group, or you can just say hey to Cammy and I directly. LinkedIn? No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> mystery.net is our website, though, and that'll give you all of our other web pages. We'll work on the LinkedIn, right? The podcast new LinkedIn. Uh, sure. <laughs> we'll get on that. 
All right, everyone. Well, uh, we will end the show as we always do. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.